cost of gas is going up, and there are no signs of its decline. Consumers want action. The leading proposal out of Capitol Hill is simple. Suspend the gas tax so that taxpayers get immediate relief at the pump. It's a well-intentioned policy, but what if this tax holiday actually makes matters worse? What if, instead of lowering prices and easing inflation, it had the opposite effect? Welcome to The Deduction, a Tax Foundation podcast. My name is Jesse Solis, host of The Deduction, and today I'm joined by our federal policy analyst, Alex Morishanu. Alex, how are you? Doing all right, Jesse. How are you? I can't complain. There's a lot going on in the news this week. Uh, least among them is gas. It's kind of everywhere right now. Price of oil topped $115 this morning, uh, this morning being Thursday, March 3rd. This is the highest it's been since 2008. I've got family in California. I've got family in the Midwest, down south. Everyone, every day, seems to be complaining about gas prices. So before we even get to like the policy weeds, just what's going on with gas right now? So I think there are two things to look at. The broad term trend is a response to the COVID pandemic. In 2020, demand for gas collapsed, uh, as did prices. Which is when shutdowns started taking effect. Yeah, people weren't going to the office, people weren't traveling, so people drove a lot less, so they didn't need gas as much. And then part of the reason why prices have come back so much is just that demand is back. People are, again, going to the office, traveling, taking vacations, etc. And a sort of second piece of the COVID aftermath is that when demand collapsed in 2020, so did supply. A lot of, uh, say, natural gas companies uh, went bankrupt, or the sort of fracking companies went, went bankrupt or uh, severely reduced their operations. And so when demand came back, it has taken some time for the industry to uh, reopen operations and, and get production back to where it was in, say, 2019. So we have an increase in demand right now uh, while supply is still depressed. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in the past week or so, we have uh, Russia invading Ukraine. And with sort of these heavy economic sanctions, Russian oil is being more and more restricted from global markets you have an additional supply uh, issue there. We'll get to the Russia issue in a moment. This gas situation, it's nothing new in the news. And even though our economy, you could argue, is strong in a lot of counts, jobs are being added, wages are growing up, growth is steady. There's a case study that when gas prices are high, people don't think the economic situation is as rosy as it may seem. In response to this, there's been talks on Capitol Hill and even from the White House of implementing a gas tax holiday. Could you kind of describe what a gas tax holiday is? and why lawmakers would propose this in response to high gas prices? So it would be a very sort of quick and visible way to say, look, we've helped with the problem because you'd see, you know, the federal gas tax is 18.4 cents per gallon. So it's just a very quick way to say if you show up at the pump the next day, boom, the price of gas is lower, 18 cents right away. But, you know, the current proposal, I believe that was on the table, was to suspend it from March Mm. to December of this year. And while it is a quick and easy idea, and it's sort of an, and that's why it's sort of appealing, it would not really work as intended. There's kind of been a renewed call or emphasis on going for a gas tax holiday because of the situation with Russia and Ukraine. Uh, so why? How do the two relate there? 
you know, gas prices were already high in the U.S. before the war was breaking out. Why would lawmakers push this again here as war is unfolding? So I think the idea is that if oil and gas prices are going to go up, that, you know, maybe we should help out uh, American consumers by cutting the gas tax to sort of compensate for the sort of the rising prices from global chaos. But that's a sort of unproductive approach because the issue is a supply problem. Not only does American domestic production still need to catch up to where it was before the pandemic, also, you know, global supply is now probably going to be constrained as well. And the last thing you want to do when supply is constrained is somehow increase demand. And if you cut the gas tax, people are, you know, more likely on the margin to say, take their car instead of public transportation or take a longer trip or all these other things that they are more like more likely to, to spend more on gas and drive the price back up, not back to where it was without a gas tax. But again, put put additional demands on supply, which is still struggling to meet the existing demand. That's a point you get at in your most recent piece for the Tax Foundation. It's on our website, taxfoundation.org. You say suspending the gas tax is a mistake. You wrote this before. There was more or anything. You just say suspending the gas tax is a mistake. Can you expound on that a little bit? Yeah. So basically what we have is a supply issue. And uh, the gas tax would just deal with a demand. And instead of reducing demand, which would push prices down, uh, you're increasing demand by lowering the relative price of purchasing gasoline. So people are going to purchase more of it. And that sort of goes for the specific gas market-related issues, as well as the economy as a whole. If Generally, if you are concerned about inflation in the short run, it's a sort of demand-driven issue, and the last thing you want to do is uh, do some sort of uh, deficit-increasing, you know, uh, spending program or unfinanced tax cut that is predominantly geared at increasing demand. So you're arguing that this proposal would actually exasperate inflation. I think that's the word you use in your blog, too, that by driving more demand here, it's actually going to make our inflationary situation worse. I think that would be a consequence of it. I mean, another thing is the gas tax is not that big in the context of gas prices. I mean, gas prices have gone up a dollar or so in the past year. And, you know, the gas tax is only 18.4 cents a gallon. So that just sort of gives you a sense of the scale of this change. I don't think it would like mean like, oh, well, we had 7% inflation last year. Now we're going to have 10% mm -hmm. because we cut the gas tax. But it would be directionally worse, not better. And when people are feeling the squeeze, that's north's not a direction we want to head here. Yeah. As uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi says, I believe in Revenge of the Sith, we want to be going up, not down. The deal is, though, that people are not going to stop complaining about the price of gas if it's going to keep being high. It is. As long as I can remember, gas is just something families focus on. It's a real expense. And if prices are higher, there's going to be complaints. If a gas tax holiday is not what lawmakers should be proposing, as you argue, what should Washington do instead? What could they even do instead? Does the president have a knob that he can just turn to set the price of gas? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, but that was built into the Resolute Desk in uh, 1887. <laughs> you know, I think the, the, the core issue is that it is a supply issue at this point, and supply takes time to catch up. There are probably a few ways that in a sort of medium term, not, you know, tomorrow, but maybe within the year, 
things that policymakers could do. I know one of the big issues in certain parts of the country is that they still have to import fuel because of the Jones Act restricting uh, what ships can go in U.S. waterways. I think making those changes could make it uh, sort of reduce pressure. I think also there are some issues regarding drilling on federal lands, which have been sort of tied up in some court battles. That's another supply-related issue, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. But at the end of the day, it's about supply. I know there's more extreme ideas. Those are sort of more focused on lifting regulations and that, that are currently in place. I know there are some more sort of bolder ideas about we should just directly sort of subsidize production now. But sort of short of that, I think there's a lot of these sort of re- regulatory fast-tracking or reforms that, that can enhance supply in the medium term. Do you think long-term lawmakers should be focused on, too, just where the car market is heading and maybe looking at ways just to get us off gas in general? Or is that just kind of too complex to get into for a 10-minute podcast? Yeah, well, I think that in the context of the gas tax, you know, the reason why the gas tax exists is to fund highways, uh, the federal and federal transportation. And the idea for why it's an efficient tax is it's paid by people who most benefit from those government services, people, namely people who drive. Right, right. Now, as electric cars become more common, that becomes less true because they don't pay for gas. And so moving over to, say, a vehicle miles traveled tax, which would cover both conventional and electric vehicles, uh, would help address that hole. Um, now, that's not actually a sort of big deal now. I believe only, what, two, one, two percent of, of U.S. automobiles on the road are electric, but, but obviously that number is going to be growing over time. I think also sort of adding on to the, uh, the discussion of, well, you know, maybe the current situation suggests that we need to be, become more reliant and transition quicker mm-hmm. towards cleaner energy. I think that's true. But again, this is one of those things where supply takes time to adjust, where bringing more sort of frack operations online um, might take a little bit of time, but just full decarbonization is not going to come in the next couple months. It's it's a lot to handle for taxpayers, um, and it's something that we'll continue to study here and keep you all updated on. But of course, gas is not the only thing you focus on. In the coming weeks, what can people expect to see from you at Tax Foundation? Taking a look at uh, some issues regarding taxes and, and manufacturing that should be coming out soon and how the tax system uh, sort of broadly disadvantages manufacturing and compensates with a whole lot of these sort of small policies and targeted subsidies that don't really work too well. And if people want to follow you um, on Twitter, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me at, at a hard to spell on Twitter. A hard to spell. It's a good Twitter account. It's, that's all I'll say. You're, fun, you're funny, Alex. You should, you should know that. Thank you, Jesse. I'm, I'm sure the listeners know from my Star Wars reference. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, Alex, for coming on today. We'll be sure to talk to you again soon. Thanks, Jesse. The Deduction is produced by Dan Carvajal. To learn more about the Tax Foundation and the Deduction, visit us online at taxfoundation.org slash podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn at Tax Foundation as well as on Twitter at DeductionPod. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on The Deduction.